Find a church, find it quickly. Find someone to keep you accountable. Find someone to share your struggles with and share you know, your praises with as well. Jack Glenn, welcome to the podcast, brother. How are you doing? I'm great. How are y'all? We are doing awesome. Also known as Jacqueline. 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 Just put the two names together and he's a girl. (laughs) Okay. I do have long hair. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. How do you feel about being the first ever guest on the King of Hearts podcast? I'm honored. This is my current favorite podcast. So Wow. There you go. My brother says the same thing. Really? Will likes it? Will loves the pod. Let's go. How about your mom? My mom loves the pod. Okay, camera. I will. I I have a confession. It was my mother that thought Jake's glass yes. was alcohol. Yes. Okay. It, it was my mom. I remember when we talked about that. It was okay. my mom. Anyways, now that I, that's off my chest, Miss Amy's keeping us accountable. Yeah. So, um, for those of you that don't know, a few episodes ago, um, it was actually like the fourth episode or something. Um, people thought that our drinks were alcohol, so mm-hmm. we got. Um, it was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, do you know why we brought you on for this episode? I go to a large public university, and uh, I feel like it's a much different experience and uh, viewpoint than the kind of smaller school that y'all go to. Okay. What, what school do you go to? I go to University of Tennessee at Knoxville. Go Vols. Vols <laughs> for life. Um, Second best team in the state. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Okay, in sure. Basketball. No, wait. It's pretty close in basketball this year, but yeah, keep going. It, Continue. It'll, it'll be a good, it'll be a good basketball. So what's like a, a challenge that you've gone through so far in your experience at a big university? The culture compared to high school is so much different. Like in high school with partying, with, you know. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We had a little technical error with my house phone being on. So anyways, what were we talking about, Jacqueline? I think we were talking about the struggles of being at a big university, and I was saying, you know, the culture is so much different than high school. You know, you've got it. It's not that things like drinking and hookups and all this didn't happen in high school because it definitely did. But in high school, you can kind of section yourself off and be away from it. But, you know, living in a dorm room, you know, living, you know, on campus, it you can't get away from it. It's just kind of a part of life. Yeah, I think that's something that me and Jake definitely haven't really had to struggle with because we're living in an apartment with each other. So, <laughs> you know, we're kind of away from all the parties and all stuff, all the yeah. stuff like that. Like we can get invited to it, but we don't have to see it happen. You know, we can just isolate ourselves. So, yeah. Hmm. There's there's lots of parties pretty much pretty much every night. You can you can find one if you're looking for it. Hmm. So when you, so we're supposed to like obviously separate ourselves from people like that at times. So like, how do you go about, I guess, not forcing yourself to be around those people, I guess? Well, it, it's pretty difficult to not be around it because it, it is really everywhere. But, you know, if let's say there's a party next door, I just shut the door and, you know, go to sleep. You know, the people, people around me, people on my floor know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a drinker. They, I mean, I'm cool with everybody. We, uh, we have a good time together and I, I just don't drink. So they know that I'm not, I'm not participating in the drinking, but it doesn't mean I can't, you know, hang out with them. And they know that. Yeah. Has that temptation ever 
been something that you thought of doing or has it always just been kind of disgusting to you? Um, the temptation, it's not strong. It's there. It's like, you know, what if, what if I tried it one time? Mm. Uh, what is it? Well, I wonder what this tastes like, you know, but you know, it's, it's always kind of just grossed me out. I've never really thought about doing it. Mm. So for, for context, me, Chris and Jack spent the last semester together and we were very well prepared in my opinion for the life after college. Like our leaders were just like, like honing in on the fact that we did not need to look like the world and everything that we did. So when you look back to, I guess, that last semester of high school when everybody's asking, where are you going to college? Everybody's saying, don't do this, do this, get involved with this and don't get involved with this. Do you think you were well prepared going into this season that you're currently in? Absolutely. Really? I think I think I was, I if I could go back and change something, I wouldn't. Hmm. Because I feel like the only thing that I would change is maybe read more, maybe pray more. You know, but I felt like with knowledge, I felt like I was the most prepared that I could have been. Mm. There was there was nothing that I wish I could go back and tell myself. Mm. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the temptation side of college. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a very similar experience for me. Um, when I got there, I did feel prepared because like I got in my room and I knew that I had to make this room sold out for God. Like I had to do everything I could to make sure I was prayed up that I was doing everything I could to keep the devil out of that room because once you allow a spirit into a room, it lingers there. And and that's one thing that I felt like no matter what people say, no matter what they tell you about their experience with college and going off into a different environment, they can't ever prepare you to say no. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like they'll, they'll tell you everything to do to say no, but ultimately that's what you have to decide. You have to decide, am I going to allow God into this situation that the devil obviously can have a foothold in very easily? Because going off to college, you don't live under your parents' roof anymore. Right, you don't. You have an option to do literally whatever you want, literally whatever you want, scary. and that's it, it's very scary. But also, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing if you do it right. And I think that's one thing we were blessed with. But I mean, anything they can tell us, it doesn't prepare you to actually say no because that that comes from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as y'all since you know we all were in the same group and everything. I just I I think that if we didn't have the leaders that we had, um, I don't know where we would be right now. So I agree. Because think about our group. Think about like the guys that have done well and think about the guys that haven't done well. All of us got the same teaching, but it's our own personal spiritual relationship with the Lord that mm-hmm. decides what route we take. Yeah. I think I think the being able to say no is a big sign of spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. If you can say no consistently, that's when you know you're you're mature. I was listening to a Billy Graham sermon on the way over here, and he was talking about like youth and sex and things like that. And one thing that he said was Self-control and discipline are the sign of a dynamic believer. And that was really powerful for me because I was like, if you have those two things, if you have discipline and self-control and you do all those things out of love, (laughs) then God is going to bless that. And ultimately your fellowship with God will grow because of that. But what's maybe another challenge that you've experienced, and maybe not just by the culture, maybe like going to church. Let's go with that. Uh, Everybody, you know, back home was saying the first thing you need to do is find a church. Mm -hmm. How was your experience with that? Was it easy to find community? It wasn't as hard as I was expecting. Um, so I went down to Knoxville with a group of guys that were from Bellevue. Maybe not our group, but guys that I knew, a couple guys that I went to high school with. Um, so we we committed to finding a church really quickly. We uh, wanted to um, we wanted to get plugged in. So we tried. I'd say like eight churches. Whew. We we did. <laughs> We did back-to-back sermons a couple weeks where we would just, we would go to a sermon and then we would drive to 
the next church, hopefully to get there in time for worship. But um, yeah, we did that for, I'd say probably three, four, maybe five weeks where we were church hopping. And then we, we found one that, I mean, it totally reminds me of kind of a cross between Bellevue and my, my old church, Faith Baptist. Mm. Um, it's kind of Faith's size, but Bellevue's style. Okay. Um, like, kind of describe what that is for people who don't know. So Bellevue is probably, it, it definitely is the biggest church in Memphis, but it feels very personal. Steve Gaines, um, Steve Gaines kills it in the pulpit every week. Yep. Um, but uh, the the worship is pretty contemporary, but they sing hymns mm-hmm. as well in the contemporary style. It's, it's very interesting, but it, it makes me, you know, it reminds me of home. I felt like that was pretty important when we were looking for a church. Something that reminded me of home. Yeah, eight churches, man. Yeah, yeah, and, eight churches in like five weeks. That's probably. insane. It was yeah. wild. Me and Jake, um, we kind of settled. Um, I remember before we moved down there, uh, we were set on going to First Orlando, and Jake told me. I remember him saying this. He said, "I'm down to not try any other churches if we like this one." And that's literally what we did. We just went to one church. And honestly, I'm kind of wondering if that was the right um, move on our part. So I'm more of a follower. I don't really (laughs) speak my mind a lot. So I just kind of went with Jake, and we've just been going there every Sunday. So we haven't actually tried out more than one church on a Sunday morning since we moved down. Maybe you should. Maybe we should. If you could go back, would you? And how would you have done it? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, how would I have done it? Like, would you have gone? I mean, you've done this on Thursdays, so you can kind of talk mm-hmm. about that experience. Oh, yeah. Like, on Sundays, would you drive to a church even if none of your friends were going with you? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of... I realize there's there's actually a lot of bigger churches in Orlando that we didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> they keep showing up on my Instagram reels, <laughs> and then I'll click on the page because it's like... It looks like it's a big church, and it's just like some smaller church with a good media team in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I want to try something else out, but at the same time, I'm enjoying uh, serving at First Orlando. We do, we do that on Sunday mornings after service. We're serving uh, high schoolers. So I don't, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know what how I could try something else out um, without breaking off the commitments and relationships I already have. Because mm-hmm. that, that's one thing I think we differ in. I, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel a lot more fed at our current church than you do. Am, am I am I wrong there? I feel fed at the church. I, I I feel fed at the church service on Sundays. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm just not. I I don't feel the same thing with our whole group situation and yeah. the Tuesday nights we have the young adult service. Um, I haven't really enjoyed that so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the church is great. The messages are really good. The worship is really good. Uh, I just, I feel a little bit, I feel like we should have tried other places too, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably churches that will feel even better than that. So, yeah. And that's that's also a thing, like a lot of people, at, like for example, like one of our really good friends is in Alabama, and he doesn't have anyone to go with. And I've always felt bad for him because I'm like, man, I, I have Chris, like we can go to church together every Sunday, like it's easy, you know, because if one of us wakes up late, we wake the other, we the other up and we're good. But also, like Chris was saying, there, he didn't mention this, but there are times on Thursdays where we have small group, and I'll go to small group, and he'll go to another church. 
because he feels way more fed at the other church than he does going to our small group. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not wrong and he's not wrong. We're both where we need to be. And I think anyone who tries to stop you from doing that is stopping your growth. So maybe I haven't done the best job of like encouraging you to go to those other churches if you feel poured into, but go wherever you're fed. I think that's very important to do. If you're not being fed like other people, go somewhere else because ultimately God will give you that community if that's where you need to be, in my opinion. Because that's what that's what our friend from Alabama has found. You know, he went, he literally went to that church and now he's found community, you know. So God's gonna lead you where you're gonna grow the best. Exactly. And if it doesn't look the same as someone else, that's cool. Yeah. But ultimately, like we talked about, we can tell you this all day, but ultimately that's a decision that you have to make. Me and Chris have found our community for the most part, but we're still kind of searching around to see like who needs to be our set core friend group. Do you, I mean, how has your experience been as far as community goes at your new church and even at Knoxville? So my community isn't necessarily at a church. Uh, I found I found a pretty good community at uh, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry, the BCM at UT Knox. And uh, a bunch of my friends actually joined the uh, Brothers Under Christ fraternity, Beta Upsilon Chi, uh, great fraternity. Wouldn't rec- I couldn't recommend a fraternity more than that one. But um, I, I didn't feel like I was called to that. I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's time for me to step out on my own and find something for myself. And uh, I did. I, I one, of my, one of my friend's roommates that I didn't know before going to school uh, invited me to go to the BCM with him. And I went. I really liked it. It's a little homeschooly. <laughs> if, you know, if you know, you know. It's a little homeschooly. But um, I, I really enjoyed it. I've gotten plugged into a life group where we do Bible study on uh, Tuesday nights, and then uh, we've got worship on Thursday Thursday nights, and um, I actually just got uh, accepted on the leadership team there really? for, uh, for intramurals, Sick. so we'll see how that goes. For what? Intramurals, intramural sports. We... Y'all, when okay. you say okay, I We're thought you were talking bro. about like painting or something. Like murals. <laughs> no, intramural sports. It's basically competitive a competitive sports league for kids who aren't good enough to play D one. Oh. So me. Oh. Oh. I thought you were talking too. about like a like a. No, I'm not talking about a painting. Like a league. mural. I thought you were talking about like a. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Not Anyways. a painting league. <laughs> okay, so I, I had a follow up question. When you say it was homeschooly, like, what do you mean? You know, um, I'm not talking about uh, crap. I'm gonna back myself in a corner here. Um, homeschooly, it's more a if you know, you know thing. Um, yeah, that's fact- just code for I don't want to say it out loud. Pretty much, <laughs> it's a little awkward. There you go. It's there, a little awkward. It. <laughs> it's a little awkward. Um, yeah. Hmm. Big, pu- I went to a big public school, so you kind of can't be awkward at a big public school, or else you're gonna get eaten by one of those big giant <laughs> seniors. I went. Like Chris. I was awkward at public school. You were, you were awkward, but in a funny way. This is like awkward in a ooh, bless your heart kind of way. Uh, mm. Oh, I know. Like poor kid. <laughs> oh, poor guy. And oh. it didn't matter that you were awkward because you were huge. Yeah, oh. you so kind of intimidated everybody exactly. away. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why Jake didn't talk to me for two years. It's true. <laughs> you were scary. You showed up to class in a Shrek like outfit. Your face was all green. <laughs> Insert Shrek picture here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for the viewers there. Oh, man. That was a good day. So if you have 
if you had to give three points of advice for how to survive college after graduating high school, like if you were to, let's say there was a high school senior right here and you're like, listen up, kid, let me tell you how to survive. <laughs> what would you tell him? All right. I'd lean in real close like this. Okay. I'd look at him dead in the eyes. Read your Bible. Obvious mm. one. Mm. But make sure you get in it every morning because your day goes a whole lot better if you do it in the morning. All right. Don't neglect it. Okay. All right. Step two. I think I think step one is more important than step two, but step two is important too. Okay. Find a church. Find a church. Find it quickly. Mm. Figure out where you want to go. Mm. Don't rush it though. Quickly, but don't rush. You can't rush where God wants you to be. And then step three doesn't have to be at your church, but find a community. You can find it, you know, in a fraternity. You can find it in a, a campus ministry. You can find it with your roommates, whatever it is. Find someone to keep you accountable. Find someone to share, share your struggles with and share, you know, your praises with as well. But those are those are the top three things that mm-hmm. high school seniors like need it. to do when they go to college. What's been your biggest struggle in college? I think my biggest struggle has been adjusting to being by myself all the time. Hmm. Reliant I have to be reliant on, you know, myself to say no. I can't I can't run to somebody else and you know get them to help me say no it's got to be me now mm. i can't just go downstairs i got to you know i got to figure it out myself mm. you know one that's kind of came back recently that i didn't expect was cursing mm. you know i'm around it i feel like a whole lot more you know and it's not all the time it's just you know sometimes it adds humor to a situation when it really doesn't mm. it just makes me look dumb so it's it's no secret that there's a ton of you know, attractive women at UT. It's a big SEC school, big public school, you know. They're there for the they're there for the sororities and whatnot. But, you know, since I am single and I'm not, you know, with an attractive woman, it's it's hard to, you know, see all those girls and I'm like, where's mine? You know, God, what where's mine? Why don't I have one? And, you know, it could be because I'm not ready for one yet, or it could be because I've, you know, struggled with lust in the past. But you know, it, that, that is a big struggle. Loneliness is, loneliness is hard. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not all the time. It's not, I don't have any friends cause I do. I have a ton of friends, you know, I've made new friends, you know, I've got a bunch of old friends there too, but you know, being without, you know, a woman, especially at, at this point in my life, I feel like I've been single for too long and I don't want to force anything. And I'm also a little scaredy boy of talking to women so, yeah, being lonely is... You'll find terrible. a good one, Jack. I hope so. You have a good heart. Mm. You do. Yeah. Mm. So what What was life... What's been the biggest, like, difference between being in college versus being in high school? So, like, talk about actually school. How How is... Uh, school? Has, yeah. Oh, okay, that's easy. Um... I don't want to. I don't want to brag here or anything, but I did not try in high school, and I got straight A's. I finished with a four point five GPA, something like that. I didn't try. I could roll into a test, take it. I'd get an A. It wasn't hard. 
College is not like that. <laughs> College, I have simultaneously gotten the first B in a semester and the first C in a semester. Mm. Um, and I studied my butt off for both of those classes. <laughs> what classes? If you don't Calculus one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Bad professor. Sorry. Okay. You. That bad professor. <laughs> don't say his name. <laughs> it's a her. But oh, sorry. Anyways, um, she was pregnant the whole time. She was a little hormonal. It. It, one of those. Got it wasn't. It wasn't a good experience. But you know, yeah. clutched up on the exam. Final passed there you go. with a C. Luckily. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, Physics was also really hard. I'm an engineering major, so that's like kind of my life now. Physics, math, uh, how things work. So, yeah, that's been hard. I've studied more this year, this semester, than I think I did for any test in high school. Like combined. Wow. Combined. I studied for probably eight hours in like a day for uh, my physics final. And I still got a C on it, dude. So that's insane. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I think we've had a little bit different of an experience. <laughs> my, <laughs> the final for my last class that I took before our break, um, I was the editor for a film project. <laughs> so I literally got to edit six shots together, <laughs> turn it. <laughs> that was my my final. <laughs> took a lot more work than that it took like probably eight hours to study and everything mm -hmm. but it's literally just getting a grade for what i did in high school like setting up a show and writing a highlight so like i i think we've had a little bit of a different experience than you which is weird because yeah. you're getting your degree in two years longer than we are so yeah. I, don't, I don't even understand that it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i think probably the hardest degree path one of yeah i don't want to discount you doctors out there but mm -hmm. i'm in one of the hardest degree paths at ut yeah mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think full sale is like paying off the education system or something. I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. You could get in trouble for saying that. There's no <laughs> way. Maybe it's going to get like significantly harder soon. Know. It probably will. My uh, classes get significantly harder. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I mean, they're we'll already see. hard. So. Okay. To be fair, we're I, both of the classes that I've been in so far, it's just stuff I already knew. So, yeah. You know, I'm Makes sure. You think it's going to be that way the whole time? No, no. I, I think. I learned, I learned everything that I learned in my intro to film class in high school. That took a whole year. I learned it all last month. I relearned all of it. <laughs> so that that's kind of puts into perspective how fast full sale is. Yeah. So. Did your teacher wear colors to signify her mood? <laughs> okay, we actually haven't learned about color theory. Um, oh, never mind. I was about to say something, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> okay, actually, no, it's fine. Um, one of my film teachers is colorblind, and he's like a he edits stuff, and he's colorblind. Now, like, I don't know how he does it. He mm. said he like learned how to use the the histograms and the graphs and stuff to color grade. That's stuff. crazy. That's because crazy. he he can't see color. That's a grind. I, just, dude. I won't wild. say his name, but he's a yeah he's he's a legend. That's a dog right yeah. there. He got yeah. that dog. In. It is. He's a legend. Yeah. He that uh, you saw that microphone that I bought. Yeah. Um, I got that because he recommended it. So, well, maybe, maybe we'll be friends. So you basically, your teachers make you spend money, and mine make me spend hours of my life toiling away. Hmm. Well, money is time, Jacqueline. It is. All right. What is the biggest thing you've learned as we as we wrap up? What is one piece of advice that you would give? Um, biggest thing I've learned. Something that the Lord's been teaching me, uh, especially this semester, is be bold. Hmm. Be bold in your faith. Don't be afraid to talk about it with people. Um, don't be afraid 
to s- say no. I know that sounds <laughs> a little a little wishy-washy no, or true. whatever, but don't be afraid to say no. Nobody I promise you nobody's going to judge you for saying no to, you know, whatever it is, partying, uh marijuana, alcohol, even cocaine. Um I've seen somebody do cocaine this year. Wow. It was crazy. Um but nobody most people will not judge you for not participating with them. Most people are really chill about it. They're like, "Oh, dude, I don't. Who cares? You know, who cares if you you don't drink alcohol? Like, nobody cares." Most say no. Sorry, most of the people. Sorry to cut you off like that, but most of the people that actually do care are like the people that you think are your friends, but you kind of learn from saying no to things that you aren't supposed to be around certain people. I think the people that are pushy stuff like that. So, I I find that really interesting. But yeah. So be bold. Don't be afraid to don't be afraid to say no. It's people don't care. It's yeah, it, yeah. it's weird. It's you wouldn't think it's like that, but it is. Mm. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Most people are cool. Some people I would, would kind of go off that. Um, if I had kind of one thing I would say is find community and find friends who will tell you the truth. Yeah. I have found so much value in that. People that are not willing to be people pleasers and they'll tell you straight up how they feel. Like a friend like that is irreplaceable Mm. and you have to gravitate around people like that. And also one other thing I will say is kind of like you talked about everybody, nobody really cares Mm. about what you're doing because everybody's invested in themselves. So I think a good thing you can do is when you walk into classes, when you walk into new communities, don't walk in and think, well, everybody's looking at me. I have to impress rather go in with the mindset and say, I'm going to encourage people in this room and lift them up. Not for my glory, but for God's glory. And when you take the focus off yourself, it helps other people want to be friends with you even more, (laughs) right? If you show other people that you care rather than waiting for them to show you that they care, that's when you find true friendship. So take the initiative with those things and don't, don't settle for mediocrity when it comes to friendships because you'll never feel satisfied. You'll feel lonely, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What would you say? Biggest advice? I think the biggest thing that I've probably learned is just how to be vulnerable and like the importance of being vulnerable with your friends and people that love you and care about you. (laughs) Um, because are you okay? Coughing. <laughs> it happens. <coughs> Sorry. Keep going. Anyways, because mm. if you're not vulnerable with those people, then you're not going to have anyone to keep you accountable and mm. you're not going to have anyone to, uh, kind of just know what you're going through. So no one wants yeah. to be alone. And I think if you're not telling people your struggles, then, um, that loneliness that you're feeling is because of you. So mm. I agree. Yeah. Do you want me to tell the hospital story? I do. I would love for you to say okay. that. I so, haven't heard this. I'm excited. All right, Jack. So when me and Jake got down to Florida, this was like a month in, I think, maybe. Yeah, this was like about a month in. Um, I was having really bad chest pain. So I was terrified. Like muscle or like heart? I thought it was heart, but it ended up being muscle. But, okay. Uh, this is the day. So we went to the, this is the day the Lord is made. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. It, was, it was probably like six or seven weeks in, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, anyways, it was we, the second time we went to the beach. So. We went to the beach and we went with, it was like a guy's trip. And I started having chest pain while we were playing spike ball. So I stopped playing and Jake said, Hey, do you need me to take you to the hospital? I said, No. And then he said, uh, If you needed me to take you to the hospital, would you tell me? I said, Yes. That's a lie. So then fast forward to when we're back home from the beach, all the guys are gone. It's just me and Jake. Jake is tired, so he goes to take a nap. And while he's doing that, I'm, like, looking up 
what I could what could be wrong with me and everything says go to the ER. But Jake was about to go to sleep, so I didn't want to wake him up or like ruin his nap. So I just went to the ER and then by yourself drove himself I with s- chest pains. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally was like praying, like on the way there. I was like, you know, if this is how I go, then <laughs> oh my gosh, so be Chris. it. Okay, so tell him how I found out. Tell him how I found out. So, and then while Jake was sleeping, I was just bored. I was in the hospital bed, and I didn't have any friends really at the time, except for there was a couple of girls. We had a group chat: me, Jake, and these two girls. Mm. It was four. It was four girls. That was a different no. one. It was a different one. Yes, it was. I don't think so. And Maybe it was. I, I don't think it was Keep the going. one. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. It, it wasn't I remember normal. vividly, so that's why I say that. No, Go it wasn't. Go ahead. Because only two of them responded. Girls. We do. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, not like not that. Really. Not like that. <laughs> Anyways. Well, no, no, not like that. But like. <laughs> no, okay, so I sent a picture. I was just bored. I sent a picture of me in the hospital, and then Jake wakes up like an hour later and sees it, and he calls me, and he's like screaming at me and freaking out, and... I come home and he's just mad at me and that's an appropriate reaction. Starts yelling at me and I'm just like, <laughs> it makes me like it makes me mad too because I didn't think I did anything wrong because I literally just wanted him to go to sleep and I need to go to the doctor. But apparently, you're supposed to make other people drive you to the hospital. Yeah, especially with chest pain. Like, imagine if that had been a heart attack and you had to just kerblunked yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah, wrecked your car. Well, I I I get it. I get it. I I I still don't completely get it, but I understand the the gesture. Well, yeah, like I so, would want to drive you to the hospital. Yes, exactly. So, like one thing that I struggled with a lot when we got down there was like, Chris uh, Chris quickly understood that this was a tendency I had. Is like a lot of times I like to play the victim, and I make myself. I don't. Know, I, I put the spotlight on myself and make it seem like I'm like I. You're like the other person's at fault. That's been a problem that I've had. So when you got home and I was like saying like, you can't do this. I want to, I want to love you, but you, you're not letting me things like that. His initial thought was like, oh, he's doing it again. He's playing the victim. But as we talked it out, as we had a conversation and discussed our problems and we were vulnerable with each other, we realized that maybe I shouldn't have got as he did. And maybe he should have let me drive him to the hospital. And yeah, you got to let people love you. You got to let people love you. I so think that's what we took away. sweet Disney channel. It was. Ending to that story. It could have been a movie. That's how. Yeah. That's how cool it was. <laughs> so, but yes, I found out in a group chat. Wow. In a group chat. So, Chris, what made you send that picture? <laughs> I was bored. So, I wanted okay. attention. I'm I wanted not, people to like be like. There you go. Oh, that's, why are you in the hospital? <laughs> that's what it was. You just wanted somebody to ask. <laughs> well, yeah. Jake wasn't asking me. He was sleeping. <laughs> well, you didn't let him drive you to the hospital. Anyways, hey, we, we moved need- on. We learned. So. Speaking of moving on, we need to move on from yes. this episode, and we will see you guys back next week. Thank you, Jack, for coming on. Appreciate yeah. you. It's a great and time. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>